Welcome back, folks, to the Mail Right Show. It's episode 146. This is going to be an internal discussion between me and my great co-host, Robert. Robert, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Uh, I am the founder of Inbound REM. It's a real estate marketing company, and I am a, a 10-year veteran of real estate marketing. I've worked for Agent Image and uh, Inforza inside the real estate marketing space, and uh um, I still can, can we stop? Can we? Can I? Can I redo this again? Sure, do it. Right, right. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Welcome back, folks. This is the Mel Wright Show, all about getting you results from technology for your real estate business. And in this show, we're going to be discussing um, lists and why lists are so important for your business. And then we're also going to have a discussion about doing things on your mobile phone. You know, we know that you agents are away from your office most of the time on the road and basically you have great technology in your pocket. So we're going to be discussing that as well. I've got my great co-host here, Robert. Robert, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? I'd love to. My name is Robert Newman. I am the founder of Inbound Real Estate Marketing, and uh, I have. Uh, I'm a. You can go to Inbound REM if you have any interest in seeing my website or, or learning more about me. But I am a ten-year veteran of real estate marketing, and uh, love sharing information that helps realtors make money with technology. That's great. And like I say, I am the founder of MailRight. It's a marketing platform that helps you get leads, quality leads at affordable price with emphasis on using Facebook. So we're going straight into the show. I think I said it was show 146. And we're going straight into it, lists and why lists are important. I've been thinking about this and I've been listening to various other resources last week and over the weekend. And it, it really, uh, you can have really experienced real estate agents um, that get amazing results from you utilizing um, systems that they've been using for quite a while. Even now, um, I know some agents that do a lot of door knocking. Um, they actually go in the field and they do so much of it every week and they still get results from it. Right. I know agents that um, do a, a number of calls per day or have like two to three days, a couple of hours. Um, they do it every week and they get results. Right. Well, I've also noticed that a lot of agents are not very good at um, keeping in touch with their, what I would call their past clients and their sphere of influence, i.e. people that they've met in various functions, at the gym, at business, um, um, lunches, doesn't really matter um, what it is, but they're in your sphere, um, somebody that could recognize you. And then um, anybody else that you touch um, in the community through any form of marketing or collecting their email and phone number, um, I've found that a lot of agents are very, very poor at keeping in contact with these different groups, different, I would say, lists. And how, uh, would, you, 
recommend that you stay like if you're going to do it the right way because you're you're definitely between the two of us my opinion is is that you're more the list expert than i am so i'm curious to know how would you stay in charge of these lists if if you were indeed a real estate agent i think that's a great question thank you robert um, yeah, serving it right up for you yeah thank you. <laughs> as i like it uh, um, so first of all segmenting your list don't treat your list all the same because I've just outlined three ways of dividing your list into lists and um, fundamentally um, depending where you are in your career you will have different list structures you know if we're talking about an agent that's been in the business for less than a year or less than two years your list of prior clients is going to be limited it's just a fact of life mm -hmm. um if you've been in the business for five six seven eight years you should have a reasonable list of clients that you've done business with and it doesn't have to be it went totally to selling the house or buying a house it could be even somebody that the deal fell through it depends how the deal fell through. If there was personal conflict between you and the client, obviously contacting that client probably won't work. But if it was just a deal that fell through, but the client was satisfied that you did your best, but it fell through and you didn't go on to another deal, I still say it's it's a good idea to contact that person, right? Right. Um, there, so you've got this list of people that you've actually bought bought houses, sold houses, or there's been a, some kind of business transaction, right? They are what I call high-touch business prospects. They, they either could have be thinking of moving again or buying another house, an investment property, mm -hmm. or somebody in their family, or somebody that's a close friend, They've done business with you, so they should be open to referring you much more easier, right? So right. I call those high-touch. With those high-touch type of people, um, I think the, the kind of email that you should, you know, most agents, when you're talking, based on my experience, talking about those type of people, you're talking between two to 300 probably people on that list right right um i would call them i would um i would definitely um the emails i would send to them would be highly customable and i would utilize something like bomb bomb on that kind of list okay i would send them a personalized video email saying how are you doing blah 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 and then I would follow a few um, with a call. And I would keep on trying to keep in contact with those people on a regular basis, depending on what that each individual on that list is comfortable with. Does that make wow. any sense, Robert? Yeah, it is. But why don't you explain why you would use BombBomb? Bomb? I know what BombBomb Bomb is, and I know that you, you really are familiar with it. We've even had you've had somebody on the show from from bomb bomb but why i wasn't you available to interview him that week unfortunately um um but um yeah well i think bomb bomb is a really really great tool 
Um, and I think it's a powerful tool. Um, and I think it's worth the price if you can afford to utilize it with other um, online marketing systems. I, I think for mass email and for the, the other parts of the list, the list structure as what I'm going to describe it, I don't think it's suitable. And I, I think overusing it, you can diminish its power by overusing it. Sure. But I think touching, um, I think you're going to get a bigger opening rate. They're going to recognize your face straight you, away. A lot of people don't know what it does, though. Why don't you sit? Oh, right. So, um, basically, it, it enables you to send out video email to people. Um, it, it gives you an interface that enables you to do that reasonably easily. Um, and you could send to those 300 people, you could send a, the beauty of it, you could set up an email that's personal. Um, you don't have to mention their name and you could blast it to all those 300 people on your list in one go. So you're okay. saving a lot of time, first of all, and it still comes across really personal, right? Right. You've got to get your wording correctly and you've got to be comfortable on the camera. It uses the webcam that's on most people's laptops to, or you, it comes with an app for Android or and iPhone. So you can use your phone to record your message. And, um, it, you know, actually the audio is probably um, the thing that you've got to get done well but it deals with all that as well and then it gives you interface to put your list in and manage it and i think for these people that you've done business with um over the past let's say two years or plus um it's just a really good tool to regenerate that relationship again and then do a follow-through call because it will show you who opened the email Right? right. And then you can take that information and put it into your um, customer relations system. And then you can set up to do a follow through call for the people that actually opened the email. For the record, I agree 100% about using BombBomb on various parts of your list. I even would suggest, go so far as suggest is recording different BombBomb messages. But as you and I have, have already discussed and and we agree, or at least I think we agree, but it doesn't matter whether we do or we don't. I think that video, the, the, the concept of somebody talking to you is the most powerful form of marketing that's currently available in 2018. So even if let's say that your open rate or your engagement rate was lower with BombBomb or video emails, I, th I believe that the messaging inside them is stronger than other forms of messaging. And I think that, um, um, I think that that relationship that you're keeping alive or establishing with your, your customers is extremely important. I use video in my business every single day, every single day I use video. I send video messages to my clients, uh, to update them every month. And so, um, I don't have the, the, I don't have my list segmented correctly, which is why I'm staying quiet for this particular episode is because, because I don't like to actually talk about things I, I have not taken the time to do myself. But I very much could see the day. Um, actually, that's not true. 
using the example that you just used, I have done that. I have a list of clients. I have a list of people that I've, I've done presentations to, and then I have my main list. But I don't really segment my marketing out too much to those three lists. And that's certainly not, that's something I should be doing and that I'm not doing. Thanks for that, Robert. And um, then we get on to your sphere list. I call it your sphere of influence. Okay. These are anybody that knows you, that maybe could recognize you if they saw you in the street or they know your name or your business name in the area. These are looser than people that have done actual business with you, right? Right. And it's really important to keep in contact with those people um, just not to overdo it. Um, these people probably are not in the present um, moment looking to, to buy or sell, but they will be. So um, sending the right short but friendly kind of chatty email to those people is probably appropriate because they will recognise you. It should The email should be branded with a recognised photo of you, up-to-date photo of you. It should be professional in look but it doesn't have it's i feel it shouldn't be like you know um a report on um the housing um condition of the housing stock in the, the last three months i'm just giving i'm just pulling that straight out of my head sure one of these template report pdfs um it, that is not the purpose of I don't feel is that this is not the purpose of you sending this email to them. The purpose of this email is to see that you're friendly, you're still in business, you're still there. And it's just a a friendly tap on the shoulder to say, I'm still here. I'm still here to serve you. Um, I'm sending this email. It's a quick read. Um, When you have had a copy break, you've opened it because you recognize the name uh, of, you know, that's Bill Comrade. Um, I recognised the name, opened it up, gave it a quick read, might have got rid of it, but it's a quick tap on the shoulder. Did that make sense, Robert? Sure. No, it makes it makes perfect sense. And then, um, then through your online marketing, um, you um, if you're doing online marketing um, to generate leads, um, these you're generating lead you're leads or you're trying to generate leads from people that don't really know you so the email um the emails that you send or you should send um let's say you're doing a facebook or google adword campaign and you're driving traffic to a page to get their contact details those people that you're successful in giving their contact details you should then send them a series of email you know, and hopefully a percentage of those you will get into a position to have a discussion with those people, right? Because that's right. the point, to get face-to-face with them. But then you should then put them on another list and then give them a tap on the shoulder. But the email that you would send to them would be different to your sphere list because that should be slightly a little bit more formal in tone and content. But you should still put them on a drip a secondary drip campaign after your first drip campaign that could be monthly is that making sense robert yeah no i mean it makes sense to me you just have to have to set all that up 
Exactly. Um, I and mean, that's why a lot of agents don't do it. But if you segment, but I'm talking about four segments at the most, you could you can overdo this, folks. You, I've seen other people that gone the other way and they segment, segment, segment. The, in my opinion, there's a level where you don't get a great return. All right, I'm going to go for the break now, folks. And when we come back, I'm going to finish off on the list side and then we're going to go on to discussing how mobile and how to work with it we'll be back in a few moments folks do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood then you need MailRite. it is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition we stand behind our work with a no question asked 30 day money back guarantee so don't delay get started today go to mail-right.com we're coming back Hopefully I haven't bored you to tears at least, but it's something that was in my mind that I really, really think a lot of agents um, fail on this. And basically you're, um, it's well known, especially with past clients, um, not engaging with them is that I looked at some statistics. If let's say you've got 300 people in your past client list, you should get a 10% engagement from that. And from that, you should get a couple of deals. So you're literally leaving dollars on the table by not doing this, folks. So that's what it's worth doing. The, just to wrap up on this, Thomas, is the other thing is when people get into online marketing and um, driving traffic to what we've described as landing pages with lead magnets, um, is that um, I've just lost the, the, my train of thought there for a second, but let's regain it. Um, when you're driving that kind of traffic to your system, you've got to understand that we're dealing, you've got to have automated systems because <clears throat> The difference with a lot of agents can't grasp is that they're what I call the Buffini mythology of building tight community um, relationships, mm-hmm. which I agree works. And I would never um, tell agent not to engage in what I call the Buffini way, is that when you're getting leads off the internet, their quality is going to be quite, less in quality so you've got to have automated systems because you cannot handle those like an agent that's been really um ingrained in the buffini or the tom ferris mythology it just will not ferry yeah sorry yes it just won't work um but i wouldn't exclude either the other thing that a lot of agents don't understand is they don't especially if they're in that one to five year span is that they they don't have a lot of people in their contacts this is you really got to start if you're going to go into online marketing or do online marketing um you got to really try and build your list for retargeting reasons and for other reasons which we can deal with next week or in the coming weeks um 
but a ways of really building your list up are here's two tips um do events yourself um what i mean is do family events like every three months and get a sponsor or sponsor it yourself and then get somebody in the community that's that can be a joint partner and mm-hmm. do a uh, do a joint sponsor event a family event you can you know um picnic in the park and provide a bouncy castle you can have to spend a little bit of money on this with some balloons and maybe and then um advertise that event um and then when the, when people you know um i would charge a nominal amount in um but say to people if they go to your website and they sign up you send them uh, uh a coupon sure. which will enable them to go to the event for free right but to get that coupon they have to give you a name email and phone number right that really works that really builds up your email list the other thing is and especially with slightly more experienced agents they're very negative about open houses they need to get over that the purpose of open house is not to sell that house the purpose of open house is branding, marketing, and list building. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose of open houses. Sure, they should be. You should provide food, coffee, really nice food. Should be really staged well. Should invest time on pre. Have a system of marketing the open house, and you need a system. Do a offering, a Starbucks or whatever. If people fill in either form or mail right comes with a system, but you really want to utilize those open house as a methodical system for building your list. Sure. And also just having discussions because through discussions, new deal possibilities come. Right. What do you reckon, Robert? Um, I reckon that for. So I'm the kind of marketer that would be reluctant to do open houses because I'm more of an inside salesperson. And if I'm going to show up at a property, I want to sell the property. So I fall on the opposite side of the spectrum. However, I'm also very much, I definitely fall into the bucket of being, if I was getting into real estate, I would start with a budget. I'd already be ramped up and ready to start. Like I'd be able to generate a large lead flow immediately and I probably wouldn't even do it unless I could invest in some kind of assistant. And I'd have a system set up where somebody was physically located at the plate at the open houses. Because I agree with you in theory, going to an open house, doing list building, it would be very important. Like you could just shake a lot of hands, make an impression with people. And I think there's two ways to do it. If you're new in the business, you got to be there yourself. You just got to suck it up and do it. Like go there, be there. It's boots on the ground. It's putting you in front of people that you could potentially do business with today, tomorrow, next year. Got to do it. If you're more experienced like me, you're going to set up a window of time in which you personally will be at the open house while your assistant will manage everybody else. And, and if you do your marketing right, you'll have your assistant build your marketing uh, credibility and your marketing presence by saying, my broker, my agent is extremely experienced in this area. They've been selling homes here for 10 years. They know all the ins and outs of the neighborhood, the closing costs, the lenders, all those details. They will be here between 11 
and one o'clock if you have any of those questions. And then you build up that, that, that audience that show up and your serious people who come to see the house will circle back around when that resource is going to be present. In addition, you get the list building that you're talking about, which is where people are signing into the open house, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, that's my thought. Oh, that's great. Uh, I totally agree with you. Um, and that's how I would do it. Um, I, I think what you've got to understand, folks, is I, I get a lot of agents that say, well, I don't get many people turn up with the open house. Well, you haven't promoted it. But you've got to have a methodical um, system of promoting it. And the beauty of that, you can. there's two methods. Um, there's get some leaflets printed won't cost you that much you get a, a template designed for you which you can ch- rapidly change change the address change the photo but the format would be the same so you could rapidly get that knocked out get it printed and get that distributed either you know if you're short really short of the pennies you do you you, you walk the pavement and you distribute themselves then you advertise it on the open house on facebook and because because it's a you would the geo geo ability of facebook it won't cost that much and you can really promote the you gotta you gotta set up your carousel i would have a set or a video having a nice video of the property um a short teaser and then um you know um have the address and that have it i mean that that that's what works well i I would be of the 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 so there's two sets of thoughts the way that the people used to do it out here is used to do you know you used to take leaflets and you post open houses at grocery stores the post office and the penny saver and those methods still work they actually do that they don't not work anymore However, you'd be, you would be selling yourself short if you didn't understand the vastness of the digital swimming pool as well, which is where you do the Facebook stuff. If it's me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a process in place and tell my assistant and my team every time I take a listing, all these steps need to be done. And I would still include the post office and, and the penny saver because these, these methods are either free or very low cost. And then I would, I would also do as you've suggested – Facebook. And then I would also, as the agent or the broker where I'd be spending my time and I'm, got, I'm going to blatantly segment into our other topic here, I'd be using my time as the broker and using my cell phone. And um, at some point, even if I am determined to be an inside salesperson most of the time, I have, still have to go physically put my feet on the property. And when I do that, I'm going to make sure that I utilize that time to the best of my ability and I'm going to collect all of what my digital marketing assets. What's the digital marketing asset? These days, these phones are so incredible. Like you could have a, a, a like a, a, a not like a. There's these wands that you hold out where you can hold them at a distance, and they they film you, and they do all these different things. And you also have these these automated uh, uh, pods that you could set up, and they'll follow you around a space if you're talking. And I would use one of these tools. And I would simply walk the home and I would take about five or 10 minutes worth of video. I'd make sure I got every single room. I'd make sure that I was basically doing a video log or vlog about what I, what my thoughts about the property were. It would almost be like mental notes. Like here's the sink, here's this, walk through each room, have a long, like a discussion shouldn't take more than 30 seconds to one minute per room. And that would be my digital assets. I'd split that 
that video up into six or seven pieces. And now I have all the assets that I need to market the prop, the, the property, not only on Facebook, but uh, Instagram is one oh, that yeah. I would use. Oh, you're definitely, um, it's not a, um, something that escapes me regularly, but Instagram is really important, folks, um, Robert. is So do not, when you're posting this, it's um, these open houses um, on Facebook, you want to select to also post them on Instagram and you do need an Instagram account um and get at it um the beauty of this and also you could put these past open houses or um onto your website because um the beauty of it is that people forget is that people are bonkers about houses <laughs> they they love to know about the neighbor's house other people's house what the worth of their house at the present but that's that's the good thing of being in real estate is that you're talking about a subject that literally every other person in your community is bonkers about. Is that right, Robert? Yes, that is that is correct. That you know you're not selling like plumbing or they're, or they're curious. They're curious. That curiosity is where you get your your list building because a lot of people are going to like walk into a house that aren't going to buy it. And that's, that's a frustration of a realtor. But, but what you're trying, I, my feeling is, is what you're trying to say is that those walk-ins have a lot of value. And I would agree with you when you're doing an open house, a lot of the people that walk in are the neighbors and they're just curious to see what their neighbor's house looked like inside. Does it look like theirs? Did they do something with the floors? Did they do something with the kitchen? And that's great. They're not going to buy anything from you and there's no possibility of it. They're not even remotely in the market. However, you can get them to sign in and now you have their contact information and you have that chance to make the impression that, that so that maybe four or five years from now, when like they're ready to list their home, you have a chance to list. I've known, I've known opportunities appear, even the main purpose is branding list building for open houses folks. But I've known on a regular basis agents, if they've approached this in the right methodology, they actually get strong leads. Strong leads. And that's why if you're a new agent, that's why you want to do these open houses for more established agents because you're building up your list. You're building out your social credibility in the community. You're meeting loads of people. It's costing you time and leather, but it's not costing you a load of money. And by doing these leaflets, I would even talk to the actual um, agent you're doing it for. I would still do this promotion for them. Obviously, I would negotiate the kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of a split if something, you know, happens. Um, but I would do it, you know, you've got to get real about this and you really fundamentally got to look to do this every weekend. If you're a new agent, you just got to be prepared to do an open house every weekend and really promote it effectively. I know we're going to talk, I just want to talk about one quick other thing. And I'm sorry, I think we've almost taken up all the time on this subject. I'm sorry about this, Robert. But when we have another internal, I'll make sure that it's a discussion about your mobile phone. How does that sound, Robert? Sure. Um, managing contacts on various computer systems, you're on your own, or if you've got a small team, how do you do it? Well, um, the best, system i've come across for this is full contact mm-hmm. um they're great people i interviewed their marketing director about over a year and a half ago 
and um, it's a great product. They offer a free product, folks, um, but they do offer some paid versions, but they are not ridiculously priced. They're very, very good value. And what does Full Contact does? Well, it works on almost all devices. Um, it will work on Android, iPhone, PC, and Mac. And it will basically work with either Gmail or work with uh, Outlook. It will suck all the contacts. They come with extensions for your browsers, for Chrome, um, for Firefox. Basically, if you're using Gmail, it comes with an extension. It will you highlight an email, and then it will pop up and tell you everything about that email address. Is it linked to social media accounts? It will actually also give you a very good indication if that's a real email address. Mm -hmm. um, it also, if you use the applications, it actually um, does the same thing in one interface. So you, you can have, if you had a small team, they will utilize, it will, um, if it's placed on, if you have the team version of this, um, let's say all your agents, they have, it's linked to what Robert was saying, they rely on their smartphone. Well, it will suck all the contacts from all the different agents that are in your team into one centralized container platform so you have a list of everybody's contacts and then you can subdivide those into the li the list structures that i've outlined during the show it's just a great platform what do you reckon about that i i don't know it i i as usually i i always feel that your your input is 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 wise well thought out and i know for a fact that it's well researched so when you're talking about things like contactually, I, but I have to take you at your word. I, I wasn't there for the meeting and I've never really reviewed the tool. And I'm, you know me well enough to know that I'm a big believer in not volunteering too much until, until I have. You're very wise. <laughs> I, I want to see, and not only that, but I usually want to use anything that we're going to talk about so that, because I, I feel like our users or people that are going to tune into our show are going to do so or my show, whatever we're doing, I really strongly believe that the only reason they're doing that is because they want to hear specifics and well-reasoned out thoughts about these tools because the advantage of listening to us is that maybe instead of reviewing a hundred tools, which believe it or not, there's that many and more out in the real estate market, they can review three or four and that saves them five or 10 hours. So they listen to us for an hour, save four hours and still get their list of two or three that they're going to they're gonna look at and hopefully find what they need to use. So I contactually, I take your word for it. No, full contact, actually. That's full contact, sorry. My full bad. Full contact. Um, what the beauty does to wrap up, Robert, is that they, they offer a free account. Okay. And it's not crippled. It has some limits on how many contacts. Oh, the other thing I didn't point out is if you go with the paid version, um, I think with the free version, you could buy a pack that would enable you to do this. I'm not sure they're still offering that. I'm sure with the paid versions, which we're talking around $9 if a month if you pay yearly, it's really very competitively priced. Okay. I'm around to is, is that they offer a, a card reader. Um, you actually um, it will take a picture of a card and it will suck all those details into the database. 
and okay. it actually actually works <laughs> because okay. um, if it doesn't do it manually, it would send it to the cloud. And I think they've got some human beings that will actually do the work as well. Uh, um, but it does a really fantastic job of it. Um, but I know a couple of agents that weren't that techie that had a problem about having a unified system on their phone, on on their laptop, on their main computer, and by using full contact, it's made a big difference. That's great. Excellent. So I think we wrap it up. I've taken up, it's surprising how the time goes. Like I say, we'll discuss in our next internal show um, about using mobile. I think it's fantastic, but I didn't want the episode to be too long. Robert, how can people get hold of you? Uh, I would love it if people would stop by my website, which is inbound REM. That's the word inbound rabbit, Edward, com, And that's it. They can contact me or set an appointment with me or, or just see what I have to say about lots of other topics all on my website. And if you want to get hold of me, it's really easy. Go to the mail, right website, um, use the contact form. Um, if you want a demo, it's right on the top of the header, click it and you can book a demo that will be with me. And I'll show you the mail, right system. And we're building it out, putting new functionality in almost every week. Um, or just Twitter me or Facebook. I'm very approachable and we can have a one-on-one chat and, uh, I'll just try and help you out. And we'll see you next week where we're going to have a a feast around emails, tech in general. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. (laughs) 